The Bradford Exchange presents The Classic Radio Theater with your host, Carl Amari. Countdown for blast off. X minus one. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny Program. Welcome, everyone, to episode 18 of the Classic Radio Theater. Each week, the Bradford Exchange and participating sponsors bring you three hours of the Classic Radio Theater, featuring programming from the golden age of radio. This time, we'll hear two half-hour detective adventures of Boston Blackie, starring Dick Colmar. We'll begin after this short break. On radio, Boston Blackie was an ex-safecracker, consistently suspected of crimes he did not commit, and forced to play the role of detective to clear his name. Girlfriend Mary Wesley assisted Blackie from time to time. As the announcer reminded listeners each week, Blackie was enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friend. Blackie helped many underworld characters resolve their disputes with the law and was forced to defend himself against the accusations of Inspector Faraday. Looking for a summer replacement for Amos and Andy, Frederick W. Ziv test-marketed Boston Blackie nationwide, starring Chester Morris, who was starring as Boston Blackie in a successful series of B-movies for Columbia. The program was a tremendous success and quickly went into production for syndication without Chester Morris. Beginning in 1945, Ziv released the first of what would be numerous package deals consisting of transcription discs to radio stations coast to coast. Broadway actor Richard Kalmar, husband to Dorothy Kilgallen, played Blackie. His gal pal Mary Wesley was played by Jan Minor and Leslie Woods. Boston Blackie proved to be among Ziv's most lucrative investments, running a close second to the Cisco Kid but outshining his other radio ventures, including shows starring Red Skelton and Eddie Cantor. It's time now for the first of two detective adventures of Boston Blackie. In this first one, two deep-sea treasure hunters find their treasure, but then are double-crossed. Here's the undersea murder on Boston Blackie. Found it, Larry. Found it. You're not kidding, Bill. Are you sure? Positive. Don't get so excited you stop pumping air to me down here. Keep your helmet on. I'll keep pumping. You sure it's the sunken ship we're looking for? We were looking for the Argus, weren't we? Yeah, but make sure it has the gold in it before we get too excited. Okay. <clears throat> Give me a little more line. Yeah. There's a big gap in her side I can look into and see right into the hold. Okay, but be careful. Don't get caught in the current and lose your footing. Just keep my lines tight, and I won't. Keep pumping air. I'll pump you enough air for a month if you find that gold. Just enough for now, I'll do. Well, Bill, what goes? You see anything yet? See anything? I can see everything. Larry, there's more gold here than I thought was in the whole world. You found it, huh? I sure did, Larry. We're rich. <laughs> you mean I'm rich. What are you talking about? You'll know in a minute. Pull on your toe line. Huh? Pull on it, Bill. Okay, but... Hey, Larry, it's loose. Sure, <laughs> I cut it loose. What's your idea? What? And here goes your airline, too, Bill. I'm cutting that. No, Larry, don't. No, no, you can't. You can't. I can't, huh? I already have. Oh, Larry, don't. I'm pulling out of here, but fast. As soon as I cut this phone line. Oh, Larry. So long, Bill, old pal. Larry.
And now, on to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. I know just how you feel, Sarah. Your brother was a swell guy. And believe me, there was nothing I could do to save him. I'm sure there wasn't, Larry. Honest, there wasn't. I was pumping air to Bill when all of a sudden the phone went dead. Then I saw bubbles on the water, and when I pulled on the tow line, it was limp. Something underwater must have cut the lines. Yeah, I'm afraid that's what it was. Sarah, I want you to remember that Bill and I were partners. And Bill's death doesn't dissolve that partnership. You're in if I ever find that gold. No, I, I wouldn't want it. It'd remind me too much of Bill. I think you'd better go now, Larry. I think I... I'd rather be alone right now. Yeah, sure, sure. Anything you say. Well, uh, so long, Sarah. And I'm sorry. It's all right. Bye, Larry. Hey, goodbye. Bye, Larry. I'll be seeing you. Yeah, sure, sure, kid. So long. <laughs> what are you bawling about, sis? Bill. Yeah, me all right. Came in the back way so nobody would see me. Thanks for feeling so miserable when Larry told you I was dead. It's very complimentary. Bill, it, it really is you. You're alive. Yeah, I sure am, sis. And it was some story Larry told you about how I died. He thought you did die. What happened? What happened? Larry tried to kill me, and I'm alive now only because I'm a smart diver. I'm going to be just a smarter killer. Bill, don't talk like that. Why not? As far as anybody knows, I'm dead. So I'm going to kill the guy who tried to kill me. And I'm going to get away with it, too. Yes? Boston Blackie? Yes, again. May I come in? Yes, with a capital, why not? Thank you. Blackie, I... Uh, 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 don't tell me. You're in trouble. Oh, you know someone who's in trouble, and you've come to me for help. Yes, Blackie. It's my brother. Well, what's he done? Swindled, embezzled, or murdered? He hasn't done anything yet, but he's going to kill a man. He is? When? As soon as he finds him. And he's going to get away with it, too. That's a popular misconception, Miss... Uh, Miss... Uh... Bronson. Sarah Bronson. My brother's name is Bill. Bill Bronson, the diver? Yes. Oh, now, wait a minute, Miss Bronson. Your brother died this morning. I heard it over the radio not an hour ago. My brother's very much alive, Blackie. And it's because everyone thinks he's dead that he thinks he can get away with murder. Well, I have a hunch he's right, up to a point. Who was he going to kill? Larry Matthews, his partner. That wasn't an accident under the water this morning. Larry tried to kill Bill by cutting his line. Uh-huh. So Bill wants to stay dead and get his revenge. I think you'd better go to the police, Miss Bronson. No, I don't dare. Why not? Bill's gone almost crazy after that experience this morning. He said he'd kill me if I went to the police. But he didn't say anything about going to you. I see. Well, I'll see what I can do for you. Whatever it is, you'll have to do it fast. Bill is... Excuse me. Hello. Hello, Blackie. This is Charlie Kingston. Oh, hello, Charlie. I'll call you back oh, in just a minute. Nothing I... serious, Blackie. I'm just keeping a promise I made to you. What promise? You know about never jumping into a new business deal without telling you what I've done? Well, uh, tell me about this one some other time, Charlie, will you? I've got to keep a man named Larry Matthews from being killed. Did you say Larry Matthews? Yes. He's going to be killed? Good heavens, no. I, I won't have anyone murdered in any of my offices. What? He's downtown in my manager's office right now, and they just closed a deal for $100,000. What kind of a deal? A salvage job. I bought half interest in two million dollars worth of gold, Matthews and Bronson, that dead diver found. I saw the chart myself. Look, Charlie, phone your manager and tell him to hold Matthews there. Bronson isn't dead. Matthews tried to kill him, and now the diver is out to kill Matthews. What? But I don't understand. Never mind what you don't understand. Phone your manager, tell him the whole story, and tell him to hold Matthews there. I'll get there myself as soon as I can. So that's what the score is, Mr. Matthews. We're... Oh, excuse me. Uh, sure, Mr. Walton. Walton speaking. Oh, Henry, this is Charlie Kingston. Oh, yes, Mr. Kingston. Look, is Larry Matthews there? Yes, he is. Good. Keep him there. And don't let him leave your office under any circumstance. Uh, what's the matter? His life is in danger. Somebody's looking for him to kill him. Boston Black, he'll be down there in a few minutes to take over. Now wait for him. All right, but I don't understand. Now don't try. Wait till Blackie comes and then get that chart from Matthews. I want that chart. Don't worry, Mr. Kingston. I'll get it for you. Bye. Goodbye. Anything wrong, Mr. Walton? You look a little pale. Nothing much is wrong, I hope, Mr. Matthews. That was my boss, Mr. Kingston. He wants me to keep you here in my office until Boston Blackie gets here. Why? Why? Because your life is in danger. Huh? 
Mr. Matthews, do you know of anyone who's trying to kill you? No. No one in particular. <laughs> but I'm not surprised, my life's in danger. Yours would be, too, if you owned something as valuable as that shot of mine. Yes, yes, I suppose so. Well, we'll own it soon. Mr. Kingston asked me to be sure to get it from you. Well, you've given me your check. Come on down to my house at the waterfront and I'll give you the check. Mr. Matthews, I can't let you leave this office. Mr. Kingston's orders. Well, if you want that shot, you'll come and get it now. I want to close this deal and get rid of that shot. Aren't you afraid to go out on the street? <laughs> I'll take my chances. I got a gun right here, see? Come on, I want to get this deal over with. All right. I'm going with you. Just a minute. Hey... What are you taking out of that drawer? My gun, Mr. Matthews. If you're in danger, I'm in danger too. Here's my house. Wait till I unlock the door, Walton. Sure. Well, so far so good. We haven't seen anyone who even looked as if he wanted to kill you. <laughs> that doesn't make me a bit unhappy. Now, come on in. Oh, wait, I'll turn on the light. There. Now, come on in. I'll get you the chart. Okay. I never had enough money for a safe, so I always uh, hit anything valuable under the floor. I see. Uh, this loose board here is uh, my safety deposit vault. Here. Here's your chart right here. I'll see if they can get any anything else now. Uh, what's the idea to turn out the light? Double crosser, Waltham. You, you got me, but maybe one of my bullets got you, too. Hi, Blackie. Hello, Mary. You know, I've been waiting in this office for you for one hour. Well, I got here as quickly as I could, but I wasn't worried. I knew Matthews would be safe as long as you were here. Well, I'm here, but Mr. Matthews isn't. What? I hope I won't have to tell you a dozen times. Mr. Matthews went out with Mr. Waltham. But didn't Kingston phone here until... Excuse me. Kingston Enterprises, good afternoon. Well, this is Mr. Kingston. Let me speak to Mr. Waltham again, will you? Mr. Waltham's out, Mr. Kingston. Oh, I see. Oh, did he leave with Mr. Matthews and a Boston Blackie? Boston Blackie? No, sir, I don't even know him. I'm Boston Blackie. If that's Kingston, I'd like to talk to him. Oh, Mr. Kingston, Blackie wants to talk to you. Oh, by all means. Here you are, Blackie. Thanks. Hello, Charlie. Uh, Blackie, what's the matter down there? Where's Waltham and Matthews? Well, that's just what I want to ask you. Didn't you phone Waltham and tell him to keep Matthews here? Yes, the minute I was through talking to you. Well, huh? what is he? he isn't here now. What happened? And I hate to think what's going to... Well, wait a minute, Blackie. Here's Waltham now. Good. Matthew's with him? Uh, no. Uh, good heavens, Blackie. Waltham's wounded. Badly? Uh, just a minute. Waltham, what happened to you? Here, I sit down here. I've been shot. I went with Matthews. I got shot. Well, Charlie. Look, sit down. Uh, yes, Charlie. Blackie, yes. Uh, if Waltham can talk, put him on the phone, will you? Uh, all right. Uh, just a minute. Uh, can you talk, Waltham? Yes, I think so. Good. Here, I'll hold the phone for you. It's Boston Blackie. He wants to talk to you. Waltham, can you hear me? Yes, Blackie. Where's Matthews? Dead, I guess. I don't know. It happened too fast. Who shot you? I don't know. I couldn't see. It was too dark down there. Down where? In Matthews' house. We went there to get the chart showing where the gold ship was located. We were in the house when the lights went out. There, there were shots from the darkness. Matthews fell. I was hit, but I got away. Where's Matthews' house? On Wharf Street. Okay, I'll go down there and see what happened. Matthews still has the chart? Yes. Yes, he has. Well, maybe I can find it. Maybe I can find him. One thing, I promise you, I'll find something. Well, I can say one thing for Wharf Street, Mary. It's not pretty, but the sea air is wonderful. Smells fishy to me. <laughs> so does this little situation we're in. Mm. Well, the man at the fruit stand said this is Matthew's house, 219. Hmm. I don't see any signs of excitement. Maybe Mr. Waltham dreamed up his story about being shot. If he did, he dreamed up a bullet hole, too, Mary. And that's awfully realistic dreaming. Let's go in and see if we can find anything. All right. Hmm. The lights are on inside. Let's have a look around. Okay. Research downstairs. There's nothing here. What's with you? Hey, Mary, that's Faraday. Hey, who is that? Keep looking, Rollins. I'll go out and see who it is. Blackie! You! Yes, Inspector. Me. And me, too. Uh, don't remind me. 
Blackie's bad enough. Bad enough, Faraday. You mean good enough, don't you? Good enough for what? To tell you what happened here. A guy named Larry Matthews was killed. That's what happened here. We found his body inside. I suppose you know who killed him. Sorry to disappoint you, Faraday, but yes, I do know who killed Matthews. It was his ex-partner, Bill Bronson, the diver. Oh, hum. Want to hear more? Keep talking. You don't know how stupid you sound. Listen, Bill Bronson's sister came to see you today, didn't she? Yes. And you told her to come to see me, didn't you? Yes, but she wouldn't do it. Well, she changed her mind. Uh, women do that, you know. So? So, Blackie, you think Bill Bronson killed Matthews, huh? I know he did. How do you like that? Well, an hour before Matthews was killed down here, a cop arrested Bill Bronson uptown. And he's been in jail since. How do you like that? And now back to Boston Blackie. When Bill Bronson, diver, found a sunken ship with its long-lost cargo of gold, his partner, Larry Matthews, cut his air hose and lines and left him for dead. But Bronson miraculously lived and swore vengeance on Matthews. The diver's sister, knowing of her brother's plan, came to Blackie for help. But before Blackie could get to Matthews, someone else got to him with a gun. And it wasn't Bronson, because Bronson was in jail. As we return to our story, Henry Waltham, who was with Matthews when he was shot, was having a bullet wound dressed by a doctor. Still hurt, son? Yeah. Yes, it does, doctor. Mm, you're lucky you're still alive. That bullet just missed puncturing your lung. Yeah. Yep. You'll have to take it easy for a while. Yeah. That dressing will do for now. Thanks. Thanks a lot, doctor. Well, let's see how you respond to treatment before you thank me. Uh, here we are. Uh, what's your name, son? You... You have to know that? Yep. Okay. It's Waltham. Henry Waltham. Henry Waltham. Mm-hmm. And how did you get that bullet in you? I told you when I came in. It was an accident. I know. Now suppose you tell me the truth. Look, what's it to you how I got shot? You're a doctor, not a policeman. I know, but I have to report this to the police. You've got to report it. Oh, no. But it's the law. I'd lose my right to practice if I didn't... Well, you're going to lose a patient if you do. Lie down, son. You're still too weak to get... I'm not too weak to get out of here. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, yes, I do. Here's something. Instead of your feet. Come back here, you. Come back. Oh, no. Operator, get me the police. Wonder when that diver is going to signal us, Blackie. He's been down there long enough to have found $10 million in gold. Well, I wish he'd find Waltham while he's at it, Charlie. Blackie, do you think Mr. Waltham killed Mr. Matthews? I don't know, Mary. Oh, Mr. Kingston! Mr. Kingston! Uh, yes, Captain Arnold. The diver's found something down there, Mr. Kingston. Let's talk to you. Well, thank you, Captain Arnold. A couple of extra earphones, Blackie. You and Mary might like to listen in. Thanks, Charlie. Oh, I'd love to. Just wait till I get mine on. Uh, okay, then. This will be a great moment if he's found that gold. Uh, hello down there. This is Charlie Kingston. Sorry, Mr. Kingston. No luck here either. But Captain Arnold said you'd found something. Yes, but not a ship full of gold. Just the end of the sandbar. The drop-off so deep, my light won't hit the bottom of it. Well, I guess we're in the wrong place again. Afraid we are, Mr. Kingston. I wish you'd had a better look at that chart. I can't make many more dives today. I realize that. Well, come up and try just once more, will you? Sure. Once more. Oh, uh, Captain Arnold. Yes, Mr. Kingston. Uh, have your men bring the diver up. We still haven't found the right place. Yes, sir. All right, men. Let's bring the diver topside. If he only brings down there, worth bringing up. Come I'm on, afraid you'll have to wait until you get that chart and find your gold, Charlie. But I may never get it, Blackie. Remember, I only had a quick look at the chart. Oh, look, they're cranking the thing that brings the diver up. I'm going over there and watch him come out of the water. Well, don't try to help anyone, Mary, or they may have to pull you out of the water, too. Okay, I'll be careful. <laughs> I think we'll try looking for the gold over there a few hundred yards. You're just wasting your time looking for it without that chart, Charlie. And I'm wasting my time out here, too. I ought to be looking for Waltham. You think he killed Matthews, do you? Well, I'm not sure. 
And I'd hate to think that Walton killed Matthews. You know, he said a third person entered the room just as the shooting started. I don't believe that story completely. That's why I want to find Walton. All right, men. The time is brought to the servants. Come aboard. You better step aside, lady. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. You better come over here by us, Mary. Oh. I wanted to watch him take the diver's helmet off. Yeah, he's going to go down again in another spot, Mary. Maybe you can watch then. Well, you can see him from right here now, Mary. Well, it isn't as good as being close, but... Oh, look, look. He's up on deck now. He looks like the man from Mars, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he does. Woo! All right, men. Stop the pumps. We've got his helmet off. Well, Mary, you saw them take the helmet off. Blackie, he... look. Look, there's an awfully big launch, and it's heading right toward us. Good night. The fool doesn't see us. Our star engine's in time to get out of his way. Captain Arnold! Captain Arnold! I see him, Mr. Kingston! Gonna crash into us! Hold on to me, Mary. Back! Throw the whistle! Tug! Grab that son of a bitch in his brain! What do we do? Get everybody! It's the last time to swerve off! Yes, but he's not going to. Come here, Mary. Stay close to me. All right, I will! Is, is, is everybody all right? Well, I'm all wet. I think I'm all right. You all, all right, Blackie? Yes, I'm okay, but, but look, we're five or six miles from shore. I, uh, I don't like this. See if anybody can grab a, a plank or something from the boat. Good idea. All your men all right, Arnold? Yes. Yes, Mr. Kingston. And here comes the launch. It looks like a police boat, too. See, it is a boat. Hello there. Hello. Save your breath, Charlie. They see us. They're swinging around to pick us up. Here they are. Here come the lifelines. They're ready to grab them. Okay. Here, Mary. You take this one. Oh, thanks. Well, look who's playing porpoise. If it isn't Boston Blackie. Faraday. <laughs> Haul him in, boys. All but that good-looking one there. He looks undersized to me. Haul me up, Faraday, or I'll haul you in here with me. What? When you know I can't swim? <laughs> That's why I'd like to have you in here. Uh, here, Blackie. I'm aboard now. Uh, take this rope of mine. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, are you ready? Ready. Come on. Uh, up you go. Come on. Uh, 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 there you are. Oh. There. Oh, Wow. Thanks, Sally. You all right, Mary? Oh, sure. Just dripping a little, that's all. Well, there's some blankets in the cabin there, Miss Wesley. Better get into one right away. All right, I guess I better, thanks. I don't know what brought you out here, Faraday, but I'm glad something did. Well, I came out here just in time to see that guy Waltham ram your boat. Well, how did you, did you know it was Waltham, Faraday? Well, because a doctor reported treating his wound and told how Waltham slugged him and skipped out. Then the next report I got on Waltham was that he was seen getting into a powerboat in the harbor. Oh, Inspector Faraday. Yeah, Rollins, what is it? Just got a radio message from shore, Inspector. Yeah, so what? So we don't have to look for Waltham anymore. He walked into the 18th Precinct Station and gave himself up. <laughs> so you think Waltham rammed us, Inspector? Uh, okay, okay, I was wrong. Uh, I suppose you know who rammed you. I have a rough idea, and I think if I see Bill Bronson, I can smooth it out. Bill Bronson? What could he have to do with this? He's still in jail. Good. Let's go down and see him before he's released. Uh, what makes you think he's going to be released? You're going to release him. He still doesn't know that his ex-partner Matthews is dead. And, uh, Faraday, before you let him out of jail, I'm going to let you... I have some bad news for you, Bronson. I'm in jail, Blackie, and you say you have some bad news for me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but this isn't, Bronson. Hey, Faraday. You and Blackie got awful long faces. What's the matter? Your sister's dead, Bronson. Huh? Sarah's dead? Yes. Killed by the man who tried to kill you. Point that dirty Matthews out. Wait, wait a minute. I won't do any good, Bronson. All we want you to do is give us all the information you can. We found your sister's bodies in Matthew's house. Do you know any reason why she would be down there? Yeah. Yeah, I know a reason, Blanky. Guess I meant. What do you mean, you're it? Well, what am I in jail for? Because I said I was going out to kill Matthews for trying to kill me. Right. Well, I guess this went down there to kill him just to keep me from doing it. 
Only Matthew shot first. And that's enough of that, Bronson. Now, look, your sister's dead just because you wanted to take the law into your own hands. Now, if you've learned your lesson, I'll let you go free. Yeah, I've learned my lesson, Inspector. All right. Go home and be a good boy, because I don't want to have to teach it to you again. Who's that? It's me, Sarah. What's the idea? Bill, they let you out. Sarah, they told me you were dead. What? Yeah. Said Matthews killed you. I told him you went down there to kill him for me. You idiot, you stupid... Now look, you don't have to get sore. I had no way of knowing that I you... didn't have to get sore. I ought to kill you for what you've done to me. What have I done? What have you done? Because of you, you stupid fool, the police are going to be after me for murder. And why did I kill Matthews for you? You did not. It was your idea to kill him for the money and the charge. All right, it was my idea. And it was also my idea not to get caught. But you aren't caught yet. And I was tricked into saying that... Saying enough to send me to the electric chair. And everything was perfect, absolutely perfect, till you had opened your stupid mouth. Now, look, don't blame me all for this. Your plan wasn't perfect. Oh, wasn't it? Who'd ever guess I killed Matthews? Didn't I go to Blackie and warn him that you were going to kill Matthews? Didn't I go to the police and have them arrest you to keep Matthews alive? I know, I know all that. You know all that. Well, I know a lot more. After I took Matthews' chart, I risked my neck to keep Charlie Kingston from finding that gold. I rented a launch and rammed his boat. I did all that for us. And what did you do for me? Fall for a stupid trick. Now, look, I'll go back to the police and tell them I was lying about you wanting to kill Matthews. I'll... Why don't you tell us now, Bronson? We're right here. Come on in, Blackie. Police. Stand where you are, Bronson. Uh, Rollins, go revive Miss Bronson. She's fainted. Yes, sir. Well, Faraday, happy now? Yeah, I'm happy, Blackie. I've got my killers. Sure you have. I made sure you would. Well, Inspector, you might as well take Bill Bronson downtown. He's so used to being underwater. Let's see if he's getting used to being under arrest. Uh, Hello down there. Any luck, diver? I'm coming to the hull of a ship now, Mr. Kingston. I'll let you know in a minute. Good, good. Well, we'll know in a minute, Blackie, if Inspector Faraday got the right chart from Miss Bronson. Right. Waltham feeling okay, Charlie? Yes, fine. But he feels like a fool for losing his head and running out on that doctor. He, he doesn't know what made him do it. Oh, I suppose he was afraid the police wouldn't believe his story about how Matthews was shot. Hello there, Mr. Kingston. Oh, it's the diver. Uh, yes, diver? I found it, Mr. Kingston. There's plenty of it. Oh, you found the gold? You bet I have. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Uh, Blackie, Mary, he, he found the gold. Wonderful. Well, it's fine, John. Well, aren't you excited? It's two million dollars in gold. I, I'm a rich man. You've been a rich man for years, Charlie. Just how rich can you get? After all, what difference does two million make to a man who already has 20 or 30? Do, do you know something, Blackie? What is it, Charlie? I never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs>
And that's Boston Blackie with The Undersea Murder, starring Dick Colmar from October 1st, 1946. All of the classic radio shows we present on this series are direct from the master recordings. I have more than 100,000 original radio episodes under license from the owners and estates, and we make them available via digital download or on CD through our Classic Radio Club. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you'll receive 10 superior-sounding classic radio shows sent directly to you each month, along with detailed liner notes and photos of the stars. You'll receive your first 10 classic radio episodes for only $1, and you can cancel at any time. To learn more about the Classic Radio Club, log on to ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. I'll have another detective episode of Boston Blackie for you after this short break. Welcome back to the Classic Radio Theater. I'm your host, Carl Amari. This time, Blackie picks up a hitchhiker who turns out to have been dead for three years. Here's the ghost of Florence Newton on Boston Blackie. Come on in, young lady. I'm bound for Little Ben, but I'll drop you anywhere you like. Thank you. You're very kind. My name is Blackie, Boston Blackie. I'm Florence Newton. Want to give me an idea of where you'd like to be dropped off? I want to go to the farm. Any one in particular? My own farm. The one my father owns. Uh-huh. I've been wading in the creek, and I hope he won't mind. Well, there isn't much to do out here in the country except go wading, is there? No, there isn't. What do you kids do for excitement? Saturday night dances, movies, that sort of thing? Yes. That sort of thing. You're, um, not particularly talkative, are you? I guess I'm not. Good guessing. This is the farm right here. Would you please stop? Why, sure. Thank you very much. No trouble at all. You may have a little trouble with that door on your side. It sticks. Oh, wait right where you are, and I'll go around and open it for you. Thank you. Be there in a jiffy. Well, here we are, young lady. No. Where did she go? Florence. Florence Newton. Hmm. That's funny. Maybe she went into the house... Guess I'd, I'd better find out. Yes. I imagine you must be Mr. Newton, that right? Yes. I just drove your daughter to the door, and when I went to help her out of the car, she disappeared. I thought maybe she came in the house here. My daughter? What did she look like? Young. About 21, I'd say. Attractive. Brown hair, blue eyes. About so high. She'd been waiting in the creek, and I gave her a lift. Well, what's the matter? Isn't she here? No, she isn't. You described my daughter all right, but... She was drowned in that creek you were talking about three years ago. And now back to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. Well, Thompson, I guess you close your case against Butch Heathers tomorrow morning, don't you? You're going to close it, Inspector Faraday, and get a conviction of murder, too. 
I've never been as sure of a case since I've been district attorney. No reason for you to doubt you'll get a conviction in this case. Boston Blackie's going to send Heathers to the chair for you. <laughs> I've never known you to be so sure of Blackie before, Inspector. I thought you two didn't even get along. Oh, we rib each other a lot, but we don't mean it. At least I don't. Uh-huh. I know I can depend on Blackie when I really need him. Well, I need him this time, Inspector. Blackie says he saw Heathers kill that man. If he repeats that statement in court, that's all I want. Sure it is. It's all you need. Blackie's word is reliable. When he says he sees something, he really sees it. Howdy, Blackie. Welcome to Little Ben. Uh, This is uh, Harry Oldfield. Pleasure, Blackie. How are you, Oldfield? Well, Sheriff, do you have those records on Butch Heathers ready for me? Sure do. So Butch went to the big city and got himself into real trouble, did he? He sure did. I want his local record to turn over to the D.A. I knew that boy was no good when I arrested him for stealing Clyde Ranson's shotgun five years ago. Well, here's all the dope on him as a local bad boy, Blackie. I made copies so you can have these. Thanks, Sheriff. Those records going to send Heathers to the chair, Blackie? These records plus what I saw, old Phil. And speaking of seeing things, Sheriff, I saw Florence Newton this morning. Flo Newton? Well, she's been dead three years. So her father told me. (laughs) Blackie, now don't you try to pull that old one on me. I've been hearing for years about people picking up ghosts in every town in this country. But I did pick up this girl, Sheriff. Uh, She said she was Florence Newton, and her father admitted the girl was his daughter when I described it to her. (laughs) Blackie, I'm afraid the country air's gone in your head. Better stay in the city where you don't see things. Look, now look, I don't believe in ghosts any more than you do. But that girl got in my car down by the creek, rode up to the Newton farm with me, and then just disappeared. Well, Blackie, she acted like a ghost anyhow. (laughs) Believe me, Blackie, Flo Newton's been dead for over three years. All right, Sheriff, I believe you, but believe me, I picked up a girl in my car this morning, and she was Florence Newton. Well, it's possible, Blackie, but... Where did you get wings for your car? <laughs> okay, Larry, you want to. When I see things, I see things, and I see I'm not getting anywhere with you. Thanks for the records on Butch Heathers, and so long. <laughs> Goodbye, Blackie, and, and, and say hello to Miss Newton on the way home. Huh? <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Oh, well, now, how do you like that, Mr. Oldfield? Yeah. <laughs> Boston Blackie's suddenly seen ghosts. Well, that's some <laughs> story, Sheriff. You think I could make anybody believe it? <laughs> well, you're a writing man, Mr. Oldfield. Your paper sent you up here to get a story on Butch Heathers, but I think you got a better one on Blackie and the ghost of Florence Newton. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good morning, Mary. Come on in. Mm, I certainly will. Blackie, have you seen the morning paper? No, I haven't. I was out of the city yesterday, and I didn't get back to town until early this morning. Hmm, I'll say you were out of the city, and out of your mind, too. Look at this newspaper. The whole town's laughing at you. What for? What if I... Uh-oh. Blackie, since when do you not only see a ghost, but tell the newspapers about it? I didn't tell the papers about it, Mary. We... Hey, wait a minute. That fellow Oldfield in the sheriff's office must have been a reporter. Oh, fine. Well, you phone that paper right away and get a retraction. Wait till Inspector Faraday reads this. He'll haunt you with it for years. I can't help that, Mary. I did see that girl. I talked to her. I had her in my car. I took her home. You fell asleep. You had a dream and talked out of turn to a reporter. Now, Mary, stop that. If the girl was a ghost, she was a ghost. But she was in my car, and now let's skip it. I have Butch Heathers to worry about today. I'm going to help make a ghost out of him. Oh, so you can keep seeing him for the rest of your life, too? Look, let's forget about the ghost of Florence Newton and worry about the trial of Butch Heathers. I thought no one was worried about it except Heathers. Well, you saw him kill that man, didn't you? Mm Mm-hmm. And I have some reports on him from little Ben that should help cinch the case against him. You going to be in court? I wouldn't miss being there. You're the star witness for the state. Yes, and when I get in the witness chair, it's going to be another kind of a chair for Butch Heathers. court. <coughs> Will Boston Blackie take the stand? Raise your right hand. Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so up you got? I do. Take the witness chair. Thank you. 
Proceed, Mr. District Attorney. Thank you, Your Honor. What's your name? Boston Blackie. Do you know Butch Heathers? Yes, I do. Could you point him out in this courtroom? Of course, there he is. In that end seat at the first table there, the man wearing the green shirt. Will you tell this courtroom where you saw Butch Heathers and what he was doing on the night of June 6th last? Well, well, I was walking through the alley behind the garage where I keep my car, and I saw Heathers approach a man known as Ellie Spry, pull out a gun, and pump three bullets into him. Yes. Then he ran. I chased him, but he got away. You say you definitely saw Butch Heathers kill Ellie Spry. That's right. It was definitely Butch Heathers. Thank you, Blackie. Your witness, Mr. Walters. Thank you, Mr. District Attorney. Blackie, you say you saw Butch Heathers kill Ellis Bry? Yes, I did. You saw the murder committed with your own eyes? With my own eyes. Those same eyes that yesterday morning saw the ghost of a girl who'd been dead and buried for over three years? Well... Order! Order in the court! You did see a ghost on the road to Little Bend yesterday morning, didn't you? I... I saw a girl. You claim you saw Florence Newton, Blackie. The description was perfect. But Florence Newton is dead, isn't she? Oh, yes, so I understand. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you have just heard this man frankly and openly admit that he saw a ghost. Now, we all know there are no such things as ghosts, except in fairy stories. And in the minds of people with overdeveloped imaginations. Order! Order in the court! There will be no outburst. Blackie, Inspector Faraday of the Homicide Department is one of your best friends, isn't he? Yes, he is. And you'd like to see him send Butch Heathers to the chair, wouldn't you? I'd like to see the guilty punished. And you'd like to see your friends come up in the world too, don't you? And the conviction of Butch Heathers might get a promotion for Faraday, mightn't it? He's a good police officer. He's deserved a promotion for a long time. And you'd like to help him get it, wouldn't you? I've always helped Faraday whenever I could. Thank you, Blackie. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, by this witness' own testimony, the facts are clear. There's no proof here that Butch Heathers killed Ellie Spry. This man sees ghosts. So he can see things that don't exist. This man who claims he saw my client commit the murder claims so in an effort to aid and improve the status of the police department friend of his. How can you convict a man on the testimony of a witness such as this? How can you send a man to the Will the defendant please rise? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, have you reached a verdict? We have, Your Honor. We find the defendant, Butch Heathers, not guilty. <laughs> Court is adjourned. Hey, Blackie. Blackie. Oh, hello, Fernie. Well, looks as if he got away from us. Yeah, he got away, all right. A great guy you are. I counted on you to help me send this guy where he belongs. But you have to go out and see a ghost. You don't believe me either, do you? I'll say I don't. Do you realize what that ghost has done? Sure, he got into this trial and got Butch Heathers out of a jam. And we can't touch him now. He can't be tried again for the same crime. I know all about that. And I know something about that ghost, too. Will you stop talking about that ghost? I'm going to find that ghost and let it do the talking, Faraday. I'm going to find it if I have to follow it to the happy haunting grounds. And now, back to Boston Blackie. On his way to the country village of Little Bend to get the criminal records of Butch Heathers on trial for murder, Boston Blackie gives a lift to a girl who says she is Florence Newton. Later, it turns out Florence Newton has been dead for over three years. Blackie is star witness in the trial against Butch Heathers because he saw Butch commit the crime. But the defense attorney wins an acquittal for Butch on the grounds that a man who sees a ghost 
can see a lot of things that don't exist. As we return to our story, it is the day following the trial, and Mary Wesley is with Blackie in his apartment. Blackie, I'm sorry I teased you about Florence Newton. Can't you do something to find her again? I've tried that, Mary. I drove out to Little Bend again last night and asked everywhere for a girl who might look just like the dead Florence Newton. But no luck. Well, that's because there was no ghost. Now, will you stop trying to convince yourself there was? Mary, did it ever occur to you that I never said the girl was a ghost? The girl was real, flesh and blood, real. It was a father and the sheriff and everyone else who said if I saw Florence Newton, I saw a ghost. Well, you described the girl to Mr. Newton and he said it was his daughter. He said it answered the description of his daughter, but that it must have been the ghost of his daughter if it was anything. Oh, if I could just find her again. Well, I'll help you, but I certainly never thought I'd help you look for another girl. I'll get Faraday in with us. Maybe we could... Oh, speak of the inspector and he rings the doorbell. Chances are that he'd rather ring my neck. Come in. Boston Blackie. Florence Newton. What? Florence, am I glad to see you. Thanks, Blackie, but... Blackie, if this girl's a ghost, I'm... not a ghost, Miss... Oh, excuse me, uh, Miss Newton, Miss Wesley. Hello. So you are real, aren't you? Real pretty, too. Miss Wesley, I came here to explain all about what happened. It's about time somebody explained something. To begin with, my name isn't Florence Newton. I'm Vivian Peters, and I was paid $1,000 to play that trick on you. Who paid you? Butch Heathers? Yes. He was out on bail, but I didn't know that. Or him. He said it was just a gag. Mm-hmm. When I read in the papers this morning that he was acquitted because you said you saw a ghost. Well, I realized why I'd been asked to pose as Florence Newton. That's the best thing you've realized all day, Miss Peters. But you're going to be one of his worst enemies for telling me this, you know. Why? What have I done? You've proved my testimony against Butch was correct. Well, so what, Blackie? Heathers was tried and acquitted for killing Ellie Spry, and he can't be tried again for the same crime. No, he can't, Mary, but maybe there's some other way to get at him. I'm going down to see Faraday. Miss Peters, did anyone see you come to my apartment? No, Blackie. Good. You and Mary stay here till I get back. Everything's going to be all right, unless I'm all wrong. Hello, Wallace. Oh, Butch, come in. Thanks. Well, how's it feel to be a free man? Great, Wallace, great. You did a good job for me. You're the best lawyer in town. You didn't kill Ellie Spry. That's why I got you off, Butch. Yeah. But Blackie had me nailed for that killing till you pried me loose with that business about the ghost. I knew that ghost story would make Blackie sound silly. <laughs> what do you mean you knew it, Butch? I didn't know it myself until I saw the papers just before the trial. <laughs> I got news for you, Wallace. I give you a little assist in beating a rap the state had on me. I fixed up that ghost. What are you talking about? Cost me a thousand clams, Wallace. Don't worry. We'll come out of your fee. Wait a minute, Butch. Did Blackie think he was Florence Newton, or didn't he? Sure he did. It was a girl I hired to say she was Flo Newton and go through the whole routine. Just as Blackie said. Butch, I hope you're lying. No, I'm not lying. I'm bragging. That was a pretty smart trick, wasn't it? You see... I knew about Flo dying in that creek a while back as I was living a little bit when it happened. Get out of here, Butch. Huh? You heard me? Get out! I took your case and defended you because I thought you were innocent. Now I know you're not. You did kill Ellie Spry, didn't you? Is that what the jury said? No. Because you did something behind my back to ruin Boston Blackie's testimony. Sure made a mess of it, didn't I? <laughs> Laugh if you want to, Butch. <laughs> Laugh because you know you can't be tried again for killing Ellie Spry. Laugh because you made a fool out of me. But you're a killer, Butch. Yeah, smart one, though, huh? <laughs> yes, you're smart, all right, but so am I. Legally, you're free, but I'm a lawyer, and I'm going to find some loophole in the law to bring you to justice. Maybe that girl can help me. Maybe she can go to the police and tell them. Think so, Wallace? She's a ghost, remember? And all a ghost can say is, boo! <laughs> go ahead, Butch. Have a good laugh. Go out and have a good time, too, because she won't be having a good laugh or a good time for very long. hey. hey, hey. Who are you calling, Wallace? The police. I won't be a party to a conspiracy. I think you better not, Wallace. You don't frighten me with that gun, Butch. But you bother me with that phone. Put it down. Or I'll knock it down, you... I think I'd better take that gun. You think so? No, so... Ah. Now I gotta go get another lawyer. Blackie, get out of my office. 
Before you start seeing things in here. Look, Faraday, will you start seeing things? Will you start seeing how and why I was made to believe I picked up Florence Newton on the road to Little Bend? I know why you think you picked up Florence Newton on the road to Little Bend. You're a big dope. You mean I'm a big dupe? Dope, dupe! What's the difference? No. Faraday, that girl's real name is Vivian Peters, and she was hired by Butch Heathers to pose as Florence Newton. How do you know? Because she's in my apartment. She told me all about it. Butch hired her when he was out on bail. Now you're not only seeing crazy things, you're saying crazy things. How would Butch know about the death of Florence Newton so he could rig up such a stunt? Butch lived in Little Bend. He knew what she looked like, and the records show that he was there when the Newton girl drowned in that creek. So he was there. So he knew the girl was drowned. So what am I supposed to do now? I can't send Butch Heathers where I want to send him. He can't be tried again for killing Ellie Spry. I know he can't, but I've got to... Listen... There's your phone, Faraday. I know it, Blackie. I gotta know something. Faraday speaking. Inspector Faraday, this is Madeline Wells, Harold Walters' secretary. Yes, Miss Wells. Inspector, Mr. Walters has been killed. What? He's in his office, dead. He's been shot. Wait a minute. Blackie, Butch Heather's lawyer has been killed. I know, I heard her say it. Stay where you are, Miss Wells. Yes. Don't touch anything. We'll be right up. All right, Inspector. Well, Blackie, what do you think of that? It's not what I think, Faraday. It's what I know. Butch Heathers has made another mistake. Only this time, we're going to make it his last. Oh, no, Blackie. You bungled things the last time I had, Butch. Go have yourself some fun in a graveyard. Meet some new ghosts, maybe. You're out of this murder. I'm out? Oh, no. You're out? Oh, yes. From here on, I'm handling Butch Heathers all by myself. You mean mishandling Butch, don't you? I'm going to surprise you, Blackie. I've got an idea. In fact, I've got two ideas. You'd better get an idea how you can pin the murder of Harold Walters on Butch before you do anything else. We're just guessing he's our man. He's not our man. He's my man. And I know how I could pin this on him, providing I get no interference from you. I'm going to have you kept here in this office for an hour, so I can have my way, and you can't get in it. You know, Inspector Faraday... It's a funny thing how many uses you can get out of a fire escape like this. Mm. You can get out of a building on it, hang laundry on it, sunbathe, and sleep on it. Yeah, and keep quiet on it, too, Muldoon. All right. The glass in this window to Butch's room isn't soundproof. Yeah, but it's sure almost look-proof, Inspector. Why, it's so dirty I can hardly see through it. I can see enough. I can see Butch in there and the door to the hall. Are you sure that, uh... Peter's girl will do what you told her to do. She ain't better. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm sort of proud of myself about this. Yeah. This is the kind of idea Blackie would get. He's not the only one who's smart. Well, uh, what if it doesn't work? What do you expect from Blackie's ideas? Uh-oh, there must have been a knock on the door in there. Butch just got up and walked over to it. Well, now he can lift up the window a little, huh? Yeah. Quick, while he's on the other side of the room. All right. Uh, That's enough. Butch just opened the door. Is it the Peters thing? It sure well, is. Well, Miss Peters, it took long enough getting here. Come in. Thanks. We can hear pretty good. You phoned and said you wanted to talk to me, sweetheart. Well, what about? You ought to know what about. I didn't know I was going to save you from the chair when I said I'd play ghost for Boston Blackie. Well, what you didn't know didn't hurt you too much, did it? <laughs> You got to breath the country air out of it, too, didn't you? <laughs> you got out of a murder rat, Mr. Heathers. And everyone knows you killed Ellie Spry. Blackie's testimony was right, every word of it. Yeah? You've made an accomplice out of me, Heathers, and I don't like it. Inspector, oh, you don't? You... Well, well. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. It's so bad that I'm going to the police. Oh, I wouldn't do that if I was you. But you're not me. Look, look, I killed Ellie Spry and got away with it. I killed Harold Wallace, my lawyer. I'm going to get away with that, too. I'd include you in that list in a minute. And don't forget it. The police will know who killed Walter. Yeah, they won't even suspect me. Then Wallace just went a case for me. Anybody in this town ought to know that Wallace and I are the best of friends. Now don't go to the cops, sweetheart. Won't do you any good, and I wouldn't like it. You understand? Come on, Muldoon, let's yes, go. I understand. I've heard all Jim. I need to hear. I understand. All right, I'll raise the window hey. now. Who's out there? No time now. Let's go right through the glass. All right. Don't move, Butch. Cops! Duck, Miss Peters, there may be shooting. Yeah, she ain't ducking, but I am behind her. Go ahead, shoot, copper. Hit this dame. See if I can. Oh, no, don't. Inspector, don't shoot. You'll hit the girl. You mean to kill a girl, don't you? She makes a nice target, doesn't she, Inspector? A nice target, but a better shield. Don't Your shoot. pals ought to see you now, Butch. 
you're as tough as you claim to be, you wouldn't be holding that girl in front of you. Ah, uh, cut the talk, pal. Go ahead and shoot, why don't you? You know I'm not going to shoot. Ah, uh, polite cop, huh? You don't shoot ladies, huh? Well, you don't shoot me neither. And you don't catch me. Because a couple of more steps back, and I can reach the door. You did this all wrong, Inspector. Shut up. Well, I'm at the door, Faraday. Go ahead and shoot if you want. This is your last chance. <laughs> so long. So long, copper. And here's your girlfriend. Maybe you'll stop. Go to sleep, Bush. You're tired. Blackie. Yes, Inspector. Blackie with a black jack. Are you all right, Miss Peterson? Yes, thank you. But I think my arm's going to be bruised tomorrow. I think Butcher's head is bruised a bit, too. Or maybe this blackjack got the worst of the deal. Faraday, it's a good thing you told the guard to let me go in an hour. Yeah. I knew where you were heading and stayed out there in the hall to wait for you. I imagine you heard Heather's confession. Sure. You heard him admit he killed Ali Spry and his lawyer. Yes, and it's a good thing I was outside the door. Faraday, what would you do without me? I don't know, but I'd sure like to try. <laughs> don't do it, pal. You're a big man, on account of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The morning papers are going to say that Butch Heathers is another of the feathers in your cap. Boston Blackie, with the ghost of Florence Newton, starring Dick Kalmar, from May 28, 1957. Stick around, I'll give you our lineup for episode 19 of the Classic Radio Theater after this short break.
next time on episode 19 of the Classic Radio Theater, brought to you by the Bradford Exchange. We'll hear two comedy episodes of The Great Gildersleeve, so don't miss it. To reach me and to learn more about the Classic Radio Club, visit ClassicRadioClub.com. Be sure to tune in to our next show. Thanks for listening. <laughs>